I was thinking recently how much people are like these transformers. And as kids, we come into this world without baggage, fresh, beautiful, whole selves, full of love and curiosity. Then as we grow, we start to encounter life situations that change us. We've all encountered the teacher, boss, parent, who's made us feel dumb when we've asked a question. Well, up goes the shield, and a lesson, maybe a story we tell ourselves, maybe I should never ask for help again. I certainly never ask that person for help. There are a lot of these less lessons that we learn that make us put up the shields. Stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, crying's bad. Shield up. A death happens and no one talks about it. Oh, can't talk about death. Shield up. You're not good at that. Stop doing it. Never do it again. Doesn't matter if it brings you joy or not. Stop it. Shield up. And in some cases, don't we expand some of these comments to be much larger? You're not good enough may become, you're not good enough, period, uh, at anything. Our reading by Francis Weller illustrates this this morning when his son said to him, I, don't, I didn't think you wanted to be my daddy anymore. As we have more of these encounters and some get expanded, more and more shields go up. Eventually, we've lost our true selves and hidden away our innate goodness behind all the shields. We may not even recognize ourselves anymore. Just like these transformers that were once a car, it's hard to see the car under the warrior. And over time, the shields become stuck in place, don't they? And as Justin Michael Williams said, we've lost our authenticity. The odd thing is that we've put up shields and we may think we've made ourselves into warriors too. But is that really true? Do we feel good about ourselves, or are we missing something? Can we be our true selves only in private, by ourselves, or maybe with a few close friends? Do we even remember who we really are, or have we replaced it with so many stories and shields that it's not even visible to us? Excuse me. As kids, and even as adults, we don't recognize that these issues that caused us to put the shields up to begin with were never intended to make us make these changes and often weren't even about us at all. For example, teachers, parents, bosses, they don't expect you to never ask for help. It's kind of counterproductive. Um, don't cry or give you something to cry about isn't intended for you to never ever cry. Um, not talking about death is usually because people just have trouble talking about the tough stuff. We aren't equipped properly for it. We more, need more practice and, and tools to do it. But it takes time to learn this stuff, doesn't it? We often spend most of our lives trying to find ourselves. People do therapy, coaching, reading, courses, meditation, retreats. Are you on the search? There's an interesting exercise that a bunch of us did um, here at church in the artist way. Um, it asks you to Remember something you love to do as a child and go back and do it again. And I recommend it to everyone. Um, I think it brought real benefits to those of us that did the, the, did the book group. And it brought us some joy and it made us remember things about ourselves that we've, we had forgotten or shielded. 
And it's books like this that help us find what we're, what we're missing. And luckily for us, they're useful tools. I think there are a lot of us looking for some, seeing something's missing and doesn't feel right anymore. If you turn on pop radio, you can hear Pink singing, I wish someone would have told me this life was ours to choose in her song, All I Know So Far. Or Alex Warren in his song, Headlights, opens with, I'm in the backseat of my own life. Look at the great resignation that started in 2021 with 46 million people resigning from their jobs because they wanted something different. Millions of people on a journey to find something more. And what is it that we're missing, that we're trying to find? There's an old story some of you may know called the Golden Buddha. In Thailand, centuries ago, there was a temple that had a large Buddha made of solid gold. And that the monks in the temple heard that there were armies coming to invade. And they didn't want the gold, Golden Buddha to be stolen. So they covered it with mud and cement. Um, the armies came, and they left the cement Buddha. It wasn't of value to them. Um, but they were there for a long time. And by the time they left, everyone had forgotten that the Buddha was gold underneath. Until one day, there was a young monk worshiping at the foot of the Buddha, and a piece chipped off of it. So he went, and he ran to get the older monks. And they all came, and they chipped away and found the golden Buddha underneath. This story, while historically accurate, is also used as a metaphor for our lives. Instead of shields and transformers, they use mud and cement that we have to slowly chip away at to get at the gold inside, the gold that's inside all of us, our true selves, our true selves that we've hidden behind the shields. Sorry. We've created stories for our life lessons and then we spend years trying to replace them to get back to ourselves. Maybe everyone doesn't do this, but I suspect there are a lot of us that have shields that we'd like to remove, and a bunch more probably that we don't even know that we have. A very good friend of mine has a way when we chat sometimes of making me cry. And I sat with this question one day to figure out why, why this happens. And she has a way without even realizing of poking holes in my stories and shattering my shields. With each one, it's like peeling an onion, and with each peel come tears. We break into the story and realize it's wrong, and something gets released, and we can lower the shield. Sometimes it's a good friend, sometimes a book, words in a book or a song, sometimes the small voice or awakening senses that we have, over time, if we're lucky, we learn to be ourselves again, without the shields. The person who, as a child, was unafraid, unashamed and of themselves or parts of themselves, um, and was full of love and curiosity. And once you've started seeing your authentic self again, there's no going back. You can't live the old way anymore. I learned this when my late wife, Joni, passed. And I tried to go back to work. I did go back to work. And I expected, I fully expected, I'd bury myself in work to get through the grief. But that didn't happen. I went back to work, and it just didn't fit anymore. 
the work and the environment had changed and I had changed and I just needed to move on to something that fit me better. Even before that, I had started to unearth my authentic self by trying things that interested me, like piano lessons and art classes. Bronnie Ware writes about the top five regrets of the dying. And I don't want the, well, I don't want any of the regrets, but I don't want the number one regret. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected of me. Or for that matter, the number five regret I wish I had let myself be happier. As she says in her book, it takes a bucket full of courage. So I'm strapping on the bucket and I'm taking the driver's seat and seeing what happens. I listened to a small voice that said this might make a good sermon and a bunch of other voices that came and led me to the readings, the hymns, and the story we did earlier. So this chapter I'm doing a church service. I'll keep listening, see what comes next. I figure if I'm still on this earth, I still have work to do and more to chip away. I'm sure many of you are probably still on the same journey. If we part it's why we participate in many of these ways of belonging in this church, to be vulnerable around safe people so we can chip away some of our shields and find our own gold inside. Isn't that what we're really all looking for? Isn't that gold what we were born to be? Why we're, why we're here to be ourselves? What's the small voice telling you? Are you listening? Amen. Blessed be. Thank you. Thank you.